Welcome to the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. I'm your host, registered dietitian and weight loss BFF, Lauren Hubert. Growing up as a woman, I was told that you can't care about your looks, wear whatever you want, and be successful. But honey, let me give it to you real. You can have it all. I believe women can embody strength, sexuality, and power all at the same time. And in fact, I know the harder you feel, the more successful you will be. Each week, we are changing the narrative that women can be hot and successful at the same damn time and do it in a healthy way. Sexy fit babes, we are back with another episode of the TSN podcast. I am your host, Lauren Hubert, and today's episode is making me feel some kind of way because I'm smiling over here after getting off this interview with the amazing Crystal Nielsen, who is today's guest on the show. And really this episode, guys, if you are in this space where you're like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I'm capable of success or, you know, it doesn't feel too late to start. Crystal's story, her own personal journey is going to inspire you so much, but just her energy is exactly the type of positivity we all need in our lives. So a little bit more about Crystal, guys. She's a NASM certified fitness trainer and nutritionist, not to mention she recently became a mother this past year, and she also is pre and postnatal certified in fitness, which is really, really cool. Crystal lives in San Diego with her spouse, Miles, daughter, and Dara, and two dogs, Wayne and Chucky. Of course, we had to include the dogs, guys. Love a good dog situation. Her mission is to inspire, educate, and empower women and teach them that being healthy can truly be so simple. On today's episode, Crystal and I sit down to discuss her journey to becoming a fitness instructor, embracing the mindset that she can get moving every day and she can totally do this and she could achieve her goals and create more for her life. But we also discuss her journey to becoming a new mother. She recently had a baby and inspires her loyal Instagram following every day and every step of the way. She shares on today's episode what she's found best for her body after finding a baby, simple tips, pieces of advice towards creating a positive mindset and having belief that you can totally do it. You can get that baby body back. But also we have a real talk conversation about how you're your body is never going to be the same like it was before. You just had a baby girlfriend. You are in a new phase of life. And whether you had a baby or you've graduated college or you've recently got married and you're going through different life experiences, maybe even something traumatic, Crystal and I give it to you real because you can totally do this, but sometimes our expectations just have to change. Without further ado, welcome Crystal. We are here with Crystal Fit Babes. Welcome. Thank you so much, Lauren, for having me. I'm really excited to be here and chat with you and all your girls that are going to be listening to this episode. Yes. And guys, like Crystal and I were talking before this episode, and I wish you could just like see her background and like the whole vibe right now. You guys are going to eat up Crystal and then some. Um, So at TSN Crystal, TSN is all about being your hottest and most healthiest self. And as a new mama, I love saying mama, not mother, as a new mama and as a a mama, as a hot mama, um, as a new mama and fitness professional, how do you balance feeling your best with also being the hottest version of yourself? I would say focusing on really just the little things, waking up and feeling good in my body. I do this little affirmation almost every morning I wake up and I just look around and I just say, I love my life. And from there, I kind of just close my eyes and I start listing out. I love Miles. I love Andara. I love Wayne and Chucky, my doggies. I love my clients. And I just start really going through the things that I love and specifically naming them. And what that really does is it just puts a smile on my face and really opens up my heart for the day. And I would say, honestly, if it came down to just like the first thing that would be 
that would be it is just holding gratitude for the people in my life. Because as a mother and mama, you know, it's really demanding um, showing up for a baby. I mean, oh my gosh, like you are fully responsible for feeding, nurturing, protecting a human. There is so much responsibility in there and it can be so quick to kind of forget about yourself. So taking that time um, for me is, is really important. It's just keeping my heart open. Yeah. I love that too, because, you know, when I ask the question to so many different women, when I do recordings like this about what makes you feel your hottest and sexiest, and just like the best version of yourself, your first thing is gratitude that you said. And I actually have never gotten a response like that. And I find that so interesting, especially because you are a fitness professional as well. And it's so true. Like, you know, I talk about mindset so much and how you're starting your day has a ripple effect on how you feed yourself, how you show up for your family, how you work, your fitness routine, everything in between. I mean, it's really how you start your day. If you start your day sedentary, I mean, you kind of move through your life like that. That's why like my, yeah. And you know, Tony Robbins says motion creates motion. Energy creates more energy. And so you think about that. And that is like my whole premise around why I got into fitness was I needed a channel to ignite and make my body feel alive. And that's what made me fall in love and have this passion for fitness, eventually starting like a fitness coaching company with that but it really is just like, how do you feel energized? And you've got to move to create more energy in your life. And so for people who are looking to have a radical transformation, I always like lead in through the fitness. Like, yeah, if you want to feel good. We got to move your body, girl. <laughs> you got to wake up and we got to move your body. And the sooner you can do that, the sooner into your day, the more energy you're going to have for your whole, the whole rest of your day and the rest of your life. I love that so, so much. Like literally snap story snaps that over here. Now I do want to talk about the new baby and all all things baby, but I think I want to take a step back first because you always talk about movement and starting your day this way. Have you always been this way? Or has this been something that like a situation happened or a life experience happened? And then you fell in love with fitness. Tell me more. Yeah. I kind of went through some phases and it's really interesting when I was, I have this, do you ever go through life and there's like imprint moments where someone will say something and it just like almost takes a picture. And I always, like come back to this like imprint moments in my life where like, I know, I knew now looking back, that was a a turning point for me. Um, when I was probably eight years old, I remember my mom would take pictures and I would flex and have biceps. And my mom would be like, Oh my gosh, you need to do fitness competitions. And I was eight. I was like, ew, I don't want to look like that. Yeah. I just naturally had, um, because I was very active at that time, I would also took the wheel off the back of my bicycle and put it on a crate in my basement because I, I wanted to do my own spinning classes. I knew nothing about spinning classes. So there was just this natural draw to it. Um, in high school, I would wake up at 5am and do a whole 10 minute ab routine, then take a bath, then blow out my hair and then go into like eighth grade, <laughs> you know, like to start yeah. my day. So Um, I'd say when I went into college though, I definitely veered off more toward, uh, I was, I was a party girl. Like I was like, I, um, had a lot of stuff in my family, like just a lot of like difficult things that I was kind of working through. And I turned a lot to decompressing and kind of numbing things. I just wasn't ready to look at. And when I was about 25 years old, I moved out to Los Angeles to work in entertainment television and, was feeling so depressed and really unhealthy. I was drinking, you know, pretty much nightly, had a nightly cap with my boyfriend. We'd watch TV and not communicate, not engage with each other. And 
we were just kind of going through life and I was a server. And I remember feeling so ashamed that I hadn't made it in LA, that I hadn't made something of myself, that I wasn't ready to go back to visit even my family because I thought, who am I? Like, what's, I'm not worthy to even be received. And from that point, I was sharing with my girlfriend and she goes, girl, you need some yoga. So she took me to core power yoga, my very first core power in studio city in Los Angeles. And it was my 26th birthday. And in Shavasana, I broke down crying, sobbing. And it was because I realized like I wasn't living my potential. I was wasting away my life, this gift that I was given. And I needed to do something about it. And a little bit of a preface is when I was 18, my cousin, Christopher died from an enlarged heart. And I had had a, some testing done, like in our family and x-rays found that I also had, um, what appeared to be an enlarged effacement of like the right part of my heart. And it was, they needed more testing. I needed to go to a cardiologist. And I was like, I don't want to know. And so I think for a long time, I thought, I was good. And he was 22. So I thought for a, for a while there, when I got into the partying, I was like, I'm not going to have a long life. Like what's the point of investing in my future? Mm. And I'm just going to have fun. And, um, I think when I was 25, I just decided, I was like, I'm 25. Like I have a gift here that my cousin didn't have, and I'm going to do something about it. I guess 26. <laughs> this is my 26th <laughs> birthday. Same old, same old. It's the same. Yeah. And so I I thought, all right, I want to make a change. Where am I going to start? I'm going to start with moving my body. And so I started with just three workouts a week at, in my home. And then I also had a gym in my apartment. So I started going there and then I said, no more alcohol, no more Mac and cheese that I was taking home and delicious barbecue food from where I could afford to like bring home food from my work, where I worked at a, um, wood ranch barbecue and grill. (laughs) Those who know, delicious, delicious. And so that's just where I started. And it was my cornerstone for change and where I started making big impact and people all around me, my friends, my coworkers were all like, what are you doing? And I'm like, let me show you. So I'd have them come over and I'd start training them. And I wasn't even charging. I just loved sharing how I was transforming my life and feeling good and feeling vibrant and feeling like I had a purpose. And I've fell so in love with sharing this gift that I had given to myself that I decided to leave Los Angeles and discontinue my goal to work for e-news as a entertainment correspondent, which and- by the way, you would be amazing at not that oh. I need to have an opinion, but I feel like that could be so cool too. <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> it was a dream for a long time, which got me out to Los Angeles. Yeah. I did radio and television in in college. Um, I didn't just party. Like we worked hard, we partied hard. Okay. Um, I know there's a little more into the story too. Um, but anyway, then you moved, is that when you moved to San Diego? And that's when I moved to San Diego on October 14th, 2014 and showed up the next day, my birthday, my, I guess, what was I? 28, my 28th birthday. Wow. It's a lot, a lot of things around birthdays. And I showed up at the gym fit athletic and I go, I want to work here. It's my dream to work here. And, um, that just kind of started my whole fitness career. That is so incredible. And one of the things that stood out to me in your story is this idea of like, it's too late to start. 
And, you know, this is a perfect segue into all the mom stuff that we were talking about before we pressed record. But so many moms feel that way too, when it's like, ah, oh, well, you know, I'm just already so busy. Like there's nothing I can do to prioritize myself. And, you know, honestly, I think any woman could relate to that where we feel like because we didn't start yesterday, it's already too late to begin. Mm-hmm. How often, or because I was given this condition, what's the point in investing in myself? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so many women, whether it's PCOS, hypothyroidism, an enlarged heart, I mean, di- even diabetes, like, you know, so many women I think can relate to that. How has that impacted you on this phase of your journey after going through one of the most miraculous things in the world, which is having a baby? Oh my gosh. I mean, you can only um, imagine before you, you don't know until, you know, you know, and like, and I heard that so much and going through it, it's a transformational experience because you understand that your body is a vessel between heaven and earth. I think it's the most beautiful way I could put that, um, a pregnancy. And when I went through and had that perspective, I could really begin to kind of honor my body. And it really was just a mindset shift because going through the sickness, the first trimester, the, the physical changes, the weight gain, um, it, it hurts your body. It, it's achy and painful and long and slow. Um, but once I could start shifting my mind to feel empowered as, Hey, this is just temporary girl. Like you're going to get through this and you're going to be so much stronger and so much more resilient. And there is a big reward at the end. And maybe you don't know what that is, but like it will be so worth it. And that's the only thing we're going to focus on is that what we want, not the hundred thousand things that can go wrong. Um, so that really made me dive into deeper into the mindset work behind a lot of coaching that I had done and coming out and having a baby was really opened me up to just the whole concept of surrendering the expectations, surrendering the expectations I had for what my body should be, how quickly I should go through this postpartum period. And instead like surrendering into the present moment. And I was really grateful that I gave myself this. I gave my body this opportunity to just be her and recognize her. And I think so much, we feel so pressured to get that body back. Right. Yeah. To to be the, the version that we used to be like to be her again but we're never going to be her again because what we went through, we could never go back. Experiences change you. And so coming into this new phase of like, I am this woman now, and I am even more incredible because my heart is open. My, my hips are open. (laughs) Yes. That too. That too. (laughs) Embracing it, girl. I'm embracing it. Um, God, it was, it was a really beautiful experience, you know, specifically I knew like going in, I, I got certified in prenatal and postnatal fitness while I was pregnant. Cause I really wanted to understand the body. I can and only I remember imagine. like, yeah, I'm like, I want to know, like, how can I really be supporting my pelvic floor? How can I be supporting my body physically, mentally, emotionally, nutritionally while pregnant? And I remember thinking, like talking with my partner, Miles, and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to make a 100 day like better body after baby 100 day, like program. Yeah. Like all the things focusing on losing the weight, losing the weight, losing the weight. I'm sure. Yeah. And like acting as if my body never had a baby, right. Never went through that process and experience. And I remember being like one month postpartum and I'm like, I could never pressure a woman 
to try to go back to how she was because who she was is no more. Yeah. And I think that's hard for some women. I'm curious your thoughts on it. I'm sitting here like thinking of my clients that are in that postpartum phase, whether they're breastfeeding or whether it's like a one or two years, even after giving birth. And it's sort of like, you have to almost mourn the loss of that person you were before. And for, I think many women, it's very painful and especially the physical side of it, because things do change as we age. And while I'm a believer that you can achieve any goal that you want, you can lose 20 pounds that you may have gained in addition to all of the pregnancy weight. And you, you can at any age achieve a fitness and aesthetic goal. And feel amazing in your body and confident and sexy, but your expectations, which I think you were talking about before, do have to change about what's realistic for you. What, what is your real goal? And those goals may change from that 18 year old girl that you used to be. Oh, absolutely. And really it's like, where, are, where are your priorities? Like, is your priority about, I, I mean, I think it's just like a really a mindset shift of like, what's really more important here. Is it, is it taking this time to just heal and, and bond with baby or is it to just eradicate that journey that you went on? And I, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's really tough because you're like, I want to, I want to put on my mom, my jeans, my pre-pregnancy jeans, and I want to hide these stretch marks. But I've been really following a lot of women on Instagram, like the pink papaya who are just really body positive and saying, let's not eradicate, let's embrace because damn it, we are powerful. And like what we did, men can never even understand. They will never even have the opportunity and it's a gift and it's an honor and it's a privilege, just like it is to get up and move your body, to be able to show up and go through something as transformational as becoming a mother um, and either way you do it, you know, whether you're pregnant or adopt or foster or however that is, but like taking on another human is incredible. And I think we need to be just empowering ourselves. And I'd say that going through pregnancy and I, I'm still like processing this experience because like I was a fitness competitor, very much of my business has been on like image body. And so switching that narrative that it's like, people don't just look up to me. Cause like I have, you know, striations in my deltoids, you know? <laughs> oh my goodness. I love it. <laughs> going to need a Google search. What that is, by the way, <laughs> it means like chiseled arms, <laughs> chiseled um, arms. Yes. Yeah. It's like, I'm so much more than just my body. And I want women to get behind that and feel it and be like, yes, like I am incredible. I'm powerful. I'm capable. This phase is temporary. I'm going to get through it. I'm going to be better. I'm going to be stronger. And I'm going to teach my child. I'm going to teach my son, my daughter that like they can do anything in one hardship in your life, whether it is a trauma, a death, a pregnancy, a traumatic birth, you're going to get through it, girl. And you're like, you're going to be so much stronger. And one day you're going to look back and you're going to be able to tell someone who is looking for some compassion, looking for some empathy. And you're going to be that person for them to empower them to like, just take one more step, like keep going. You're almost there. Yeah. And I think in, depending on how far away you are from when you gave birth, I think you mentioned it was about five months since you gave birth to, to your daughter, correct? Yep. Five and a half, five and a half months, um, versus, you know, some people, whether it's, you know, whatever amount of time it is, many women feel very much, like you said, pressure to immediately lose that weight. And they don't actually focus on that amazing bonding time with their child for you. And I'm not saying that you were focusing on your weight, right? Cause you may have not even focused on your weight during this time. 
when did you transition into, you know, focusing on moving your body again and getting back to your normal routines, which is not like what you were before, right? Things obviously change, but getting back to more of like your normal life, because obviously a month after you give birth is very different than five months. I'd say that you never go back. Mm. Life isn't the same. I mean, you can't, you can't go back because even if you were to go back to work and work a nine to five, if people still go to the office these days, <laughs> not really. you come home and you have a baby to take care of and put to bed. So you don't ever go back your whole life transforms and it can be a beautiful transformation. I, I would say that what I found when I, when I started kind of working out again was at about six weeks, I got cleared at about four weeks. I felt really good. And I was, I was, I've been walking a lot and moving, um, but no core strength training, just focusing on legs and arms. But I started doing that around like six weeks, but only like very gentle, a lot of body weight, six pounds. And that it's significantly different for me because I was very advanced in fitness. Mm. So it felt like you were taking a step back because you obviously went through this incredible thing, but your normal quote unquote routine before was just so much more intense than what you were doing then. Oh, let me paint the picture. I used to do 100 <laughs> burpee challenges with my clients Hot and damn. myself. Okay. With a push up, with a push up. And I went from that pre-pregnancy to not even being able to do a chaturanga oh postpartum. I remember the first time I attempted, I was so weak. Like I couldn't. And I think my initial reaction was to cry that I'm, I'm, I'm weak, you know, I will never get back uh, so far to go. And then I kind of caught myself. I mean, right away, I caught myself like, wait a second, I need to, I need to forgive myself. I need to be easy on myself. And so I would say that the biggest thing I've come back and the thing that has helped me the most is just having compassion and admiration for, for me. I love that so much. And I think, especially for you as someone in the fitness space, I think any woman can relate to this, but any woman who, whether you're in the fitness space or whether you feel like you should have your shit together when it comes to exercise and nutrition, like it is a process, it is a journey and it's less about, okay, we need to change this right away and more about, okay, where am I at? How do I feel? And taking it one day, one workout, one meal at a time, and just knowing you're doing the best that you can during this transition. Yeah, absolutely. And again, like a a postpartum journey is significantly different than for, for me and my, in my experience, than you know, before I had a baby, um, just in the element of where your realistic goals are, because I'm not cutting calories. I'm really not intermittent fasting. I'm not doing the things I would typically do to get to a goal weight. The difference there is, I mean, the methods can be the same, but the difference is like the goal that you're setting for yourself Mm -hmm. and making sure you have a clear direction on where you're headed. Like what's that compelling vision of you that you're trying to get to? And is it to have a rock and hot body or is it to feel confident in your skin? Is it to feel light? Is it to like have the confidence to talk to the guy? Is it like, why do you want this goal? And I why think is so important because if you don't have a why, it's just never going to stick. Yeah. And exactly. And, and a lot of people, and what I found a lot with my coaching has been people are like, come in because I want to lose weight. But the real work where I have found is it, it's the deeper work that people want. It's like, well, why are we overweight? Like, that's just a symptom of deeper stuff. And let's, let's go there. Let's go to like the root because um, let me tell you, your weight 
it's going to fall off. Like when you start loving yourself, believing yourself and honoring that body and you change that narrative that you're having with yourself. Yeah. And everything that you're saying, I'm like, for all the postpartum mamas out there, like it's less about, okay, how am I going to lose this weight? What diet am I going to be on? What program is it? And it's more about how are you going to fuel your body? How are you going to honor your body, respect your body, give it what it needs. And it's more about, once again, I say this all the time, but the behaviors, it's more about what you're doing than you focusing so much on, I need to be X, Y, Z weight. And also with that, like X, Y, Z weight doesn't mean confidence. Doesn't mean you feel good, right? You have to really think about yourself in the future. Like what's going to make you feel your fucking best. That is what we're working towards here. Totally. And I can tell you like when I did NPC bikini competitions, I technically someone said looked the best I've ever been. My body fat got to like 10%. Hot damn. <laughs> that is <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, it looked good, but you know what? I was tired. I was cranky. Like I was super bitchy because like I wasn't eating any sugar. I wasn't having any wine, you know, and life sucked. Like I wasn't being social. I wasn't going out because I didn't want the temptation. And it's like, at what cost? Like at what cost? Like, why did I want this? And like, I wanted to do that competition because I wanted to challenge myself to be disciplined, to like go through and compete. And that was my goal. It was like, I'm going to compete. I'm going to do this and I'm going to challenge my body the best way. But that was not a long-term thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's where like, I have friends and colleagues that do these types of things. I personally didn't because I would just be a hot mess. That takes a lot. of. <laughs> I don't know if I have that discipline in me now. <laughs> but, yeah, but oh, it's, it's, discipline. it's, hard. it's another beast, but I also think for, you know, you as a mother, and I, I say this to clients, the clients even say this to me all the time. It's like, do you want to be teaching your son or daughter that, and you can do it for a short period of time. And we know it's not sustainable, but I feel like so many women don't realize, even though it sounds kind of obvious now as we're talking out loud, but that isn't sustainable. So for women out there listening to this, like, you know, Crystal, me (laughs) saying it, like, that's not sustainable. And we can't be teaching this to our young women in our lives because it's setting an expectation that they're never going to succeed with. It's just cycles of life. You know, it's like you're going through and, and like you're cutting and shredding, but it's only a temporary thing. Even things with intermittent fasting, it's like, this should be done in cycles and then with resets. And it's really important for your body. And I think that's just the biggest thing is just doing things that make you feel good in, in your body for your body. And I think looking at food as, I mean, like my relationship with food is very much performance-based. Are you not that way? I'm the same way. Cause if you know okay. something's going to make you feel good, obviously food is fun. Food should taste good. Right. So many women here know that, but also at the same time, when food makes you feel fucking amazing, like yeah. you want to eat that food because oh, yeah. we want to feel good. I mean, yeah, I think just food is energy and I think honoring your body and putting food as thinking of food as fuel can be a really great perspective. I remember I had this client and I, I bet you have a story like this too. And she goes, her name is Stephanie. And she goes, you know, we were doing a meetup in San Diego hike. And she goes, you know, you taught me how to think differently about food. She goes, I used to think that uh, a vegetarian pizza was healthy, regular, like that's how I got my veggies. And, but now I've realized like that, that wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't like eating. That salad. wasn't, that wasn't like salad. Exactly. And, and I remember her, she's like, and now she like meal preps all of her own food. She's lost like, I think 50 pounds. Amazing. And we're not like shredding and trying to cut. We're just like educating on food is your medicine and it can make, it can heal you. And plants are incredible love learning about the power of plants. 
Literally, I cannot agree more with that. And the food is fuel thing. That's something that I love to talk about on here on the show, just because food is literally the fuel and energy for your body. And just like you don't, you can't run your car with no gasoline, like the fuel we need in our bodies is just so important for us. And we're we're not going to be able to be our best self without it. Now, I want to talk a little bit about mom pressure with you. I've been so excited to chat with you about this, especially just because so much of your life is on social media. I'm curious, point blank. Did you feel mom pressure from people on social media or people even in your life, right? I know some of my clients, friends, family, like they put pressure on you to behave a certain way, oh, you got to lose a baby weight by this time. And you know, sometimes just those snappy comments, they can totally cut into you and just kind of impact you and affect you. Did that happen to you at all? Definitely. Yeah. And I, I knew like going in because of the space and the friends that I have, they're like, oh, get ready. You know, when you become mom, this was years ago, um, they were talking about mommy shaming. And I go, mommy what's, shaming. Mom, yeah. what's mommy shaming? And they're like, look at me like, you don't know what mommy shaming is. And I was like, oh, and so I kind of got filled in, um, on it. So I definitely knew like when I was pregnant, like going in, there was definitely going to be opinions about how I should be doing things. And like, whether you're living your life on social media or not, I think any woman can attest to maybe your mother-in-law, maybe your mother, maybe your friends, maybe they have opinions on products you should be using or things you should be doing or napping schedules and, and whatever. And there's always like opinions. Um, even when you're pregnant, it's like, everyone has like, Oh, should you be doing that? And you're, you're like, you know, me and my doctor have talked about this. Like, we're good. Thank you so much for, for caring. So I knew going in, that was a big thing, but I got to say when I was, a when I was a coach out and like doing group fitness, one thing I was taught very well was to always ask for constructive criticism. So I tend to keep myself very open to receive constructive criticism. And that is my attitude on looking at opinions. Mm. And so rather than being feeling defensive, like, am I doing anything wrong? I'm like, I receive it as, Hey, someone has a point. They're trying to help me out and help me grow because I don't know. I can't grow if I don't know if I'm doing I love that. Wrong. And that's just you being inquisitive, Crystal. Like that's you just wondering what, where they're coming from. And I think, you know, we're not even talking about this and I don't want to go down this path of trolls, but you know, in the trolling space, I had another episode with someone else that we were talking about this and it, it's them projecting something on you. It's not really. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And they don't know that. And I think my whole attitude has been, I mean, going through this whole process is just people have their fear. And if they're out there commenting and on other people. I mean, trolling is completely different. I'll, I'll get back to mommy shaming. Yeah. Let's talk about mommy shaming. Yeah. But I'll, but I'll say like, you know, the attitude I'm going to have is that if a lot of people, and I dealt with that with trolls and I go, you know what? Some people are just assholes, but if, if a bunch of people have the same, keep saying the same thing to me, I need to listen to that. And if I choose to take it on, I I'll take it on. Maybe I leave it. Maybe I take it but like that's there to help me grow. And that's the only attitude I'm going to have about it. So that really helped me just feel positive receiving. But I re- I do remember right when Adara was, I had taken her home. I wanted to post a photo of her in the stroller when we were outside. And I immediately was like, oh my gosh, what if I did something wrong? I'm going to get called out. Like our, our is her, does it need to be adjusted? Is she sitting in there correctly? It's like the sun in her eyes. Like so I ended up posting it that I had, cause I was like, you know what? I'm going to live my life. I'm not going to let this keep me from sharing what I want to share, but it did, you know, start on me for a second. And that's a, 
another one of those imprinting moments of second guessing myself. And the thing is, is for moms, there's always going to be different ways of doing things, but you need to listen to yourself and your intuition. And, and mommy knows best mommy for that baby knows best. I love that so much. And I honestly, I see the parallels too, and it makes sense why you learn this in the fitness space, but being able to receive, it's not even criticism, it's a bit awareness and just having an understanding of where someone's coming from. And I think that is a, such a valuable skill on your nutrition journey, on your health journey, on your, if you're on a postpartum weight loss journey, like it's, it's so important to be able to receive it without being like, fuck, I'm doing something wrong. It's like, no girl, like you're doing awesome. But if you just tweak this in one different way, it's not, it's not bad. It's just different. Here's a different way to do it. That might help you out. What's really interesting is it goes really down to like a deeper sense of childhood, um, particularly dealing with trauma and how you grew up and how you received love. Because if you did something wrong, I mean, in some parenting, you know, subconsciously, and again, this is like all unconscious behavior, but it's like withholding love. If you do something wrong, or if you're bad, it's like, you don't get love. Like, shut down. And so that can have a, I know personally that has had like a big impact on, you know, my view of relationships or always wanting to like to please and, um, the disease to please as, you know, Oprah Winfrey calls, but it is a disease. Let me tell you, (laughs) it weighs so heavy on my heart. And I think really just, again, it's coming back to changing that narrative that we're having, of saying, I'm going to keep my heart open. I'm here to like serve and I'm here to grow. And everyone here is here to help me grow, to get better, to elevate in my life. And that's the only attitude I'm going to have, um, has helped me tremendously make incredible changes in my life. I love it. Your story is so inspiring, Crystal, by the way, from you at that, what's the restaurant again? Wood Ranch. But Wood no, Ranch. I mean, it goes back. My first job, I was a dishwasher at a truck stop in Montana, and I would walk two miles each way to go wash dishes. Girl, I don't use the word glow up often because I think it's overdone and overused at times, but like you've had the glow up. You are living proof of, I think one of the most important things that I hope so many of you guys get from this episode today, which is you have to focus on that internal work when it's a nutrition fitness, you think it's like the external journey, but actually so much of the journey starts from within. And I think you're living proof of this. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Lauren. That is so sweet. Anytime you need a hype girl, I'm over here. Just kidding. (laughs) Um, Anyway, Crystal, any last parting words where you want to give some inspiration to some new mamas out there who might be struggling listening to the show? You know, I want to say particularly to my mamas out there, know that this phase is only temporary. It's fleeting. And I heard this beautiful, almost kind of metaphor that was saying, we're so quick to like walk on the path, right? To get from point A to point B. And all along this path are these like beautiful roses, And we always think, oh, the roses are there. They'll be there. We can come back later and smell them, pick them, enjoy them, right? And we're just going to keep going, keep going. But the truth is like over time, those roses, they they die, they wilt. They die, yeah. Things come up. So those roses are really opportunities, um, people, moments, experiences, memories, growth that are all there, all around you, waiting for you just to stop, to slow it down and take some time and just enjoy where you are and not focusing so much on, I want to get back to me. I want to get back to this body. I want to get back to this goal. I want to hit this, but 
really enjoy who you're becoming on that journey because it is only temporary and who you are in the moment determines who you're going to be in the future. And if you're not showing up for who you are right now in this moment, you're completely neglecting that woman and person you want to become. Mic drop moment in all seriousness. That is such an amazing metaphor because the flowers, not to be morbid, but they're going to die. And so we really do need to savor that moment. And the, the moments are only here now. They're only here now. And it's so true. What you plant today, like all you can focus on today, if you're trying to lose X, Y, Z amount of weight, you're not going to do it overnight. So guess what? Why don't we start enjoying the moment now and actually enjoy the journey towards it? And why don't we really just enjoy like our bodies? Like, oh my God, like we are such incredible spirits just in a body and a body is just, it's a material thing. And taking that time to just really like love and appreciate what you have and this is your vehicle for experiencing life or allowing your spirit to, to, to grow. And that's why I believe we're here and the body is just the vessel. It's just the vehicle, right? You can be a suburban, you can be a mini Cooper, like whatever it is, you know, it's just the vehicle, just take care of it and be grateful for it, you know? And then all that little stuff, those, let that stuff go. Cause in the big scheme of things, it's not really what matters. It's, it's the journey. It's the road trip. It's the road trip. I love that. I'm stealing that from you. Obsessed. Thank you so much for being on Crystal. Oh, Lauren, thank you so much for having me. 